episode 10 of Jamie All Over. Today I am joined by two very special friends of mine. We have Erin. Are you Gilfoy or are you Petraka now? I'm technically Petraka, but on the internet I'm still Gilfoy. Okay. Erin Gilfoy slash Petraka. Legally Petraka. (laughs) And the namesake of Petraka, we have TJ here as well. Hello. Hi guys. Hi. Uh, Have you you ever done, I assume you've done other people's podcasts together. No. Is, or is this the oh, first this time? This is the first one. We've never done You're a taking our together. virginity. Wow. <laughs> See, I ha- okay, I have a confession <gasps> to make, Erin. So I just wanted to talk all things emo. Obviously, I know TJ through Emo Night. Yeah. And I just know you through meeting TJ. And yeah. I'm just like, she's so lovely. Like, <laughs> I would love to talk to her too. Yeah. So then I'm doing my research. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, she's so fascinating. <laughs> oh my God, really? There, there's so much I don't know about you. And it's, it's true. Like, Sheena was my first guest. Who yeah. I actually listened to that yesterday because I was like, I want to know like what the podcast is about. Lovely oh, episode. Awesome. Thank and you. And your other friend seemed so sweet. Brett. Yes. I oh, love Brett. Even when I had them on and I've known them for seven plus years, she's like one of my best friends. I still like wanted to dig and try to find something (laughs) I didn't know about her. So that's why I know, but that's why I love having people on who I know, but I can then do some stalkery research (laughs) and find out more things. So we have a lot to talk about. I'm nervous. (laughs) But before we do that, let's do all things emo. Get that out of the way. And then go into this subject. So as I mentioned, I know TJ through... Emo Knight, he's one of the founders. I want you to tell the story for the listeners of how it got started. Well, we started Emo Knight in uh, 2014 because me and some of my friends, I don't know, we were like 23, 24. uh, We were just tired of, you know, going to clubs or concerts in in LA and everybody was just like acting like they were too cool to be there or like you know they were just playing like pop music or hip-hop or EDM and and we would pre-game and listen to emo and then we would go to the club and spend a bunch of money and listen to music that we didn't really care about so we were like how fun would it be if we just got to pick our own music at the bar we convinced a bar in Echo Park to let us bring uh, an iPad in and plug it into the aux cable and pick the music. And uh, we made like a Facebook event and a whole bunch of people showed up. And How many people would you say showed up for the first ever? I think that bar was like 125 capacity and we had a line the whole time. Like I think there were probably like 200 people. Um, and then we did it again the next month and it was even bigger still at the shortstop and we were like we can't stay here so we moved down the street to the echoplex um then we started adding to the echoplex like adding other rooms and bringing in live bands and just trying to see how far we could take it we were like all working in the music industry too so we were like how let's see how big of like a (laughs) guest we could get like what if we just asked reach for the stars let's ask mark hoppus blink 182 got him to do our third one ever which was crazy like we were all so starstruck and we've kind of just kept going and like kept trying to like raise the bar and do different stuff here we are eight years later we've now moved to the avalon in hollywood which is 
way bigger and fancier. There's all these like big LED walls and cryo and confetti and like all. I just <laughs> like lots that of stairs. <laughs> Me too. <Yeah. laughs> it's so nice. Like the I would say like the VIP section. Like all the green rooms at the Echoplex are like tiny. tiny. Like a closet. Yeah, yeah. You could fit like five people in there, and so there was never really a place to like just hang out. And when they moved to the Avalon, I was like, this place is massive. So is this for good now? This is the new spot. This the is new the home? new spot. Yeah. Amazing. The Echoplex too, like they, it just got really shitty after COVID. Like they got rid of like all their staff and all the people that we were, that knew us and like liked us uh-huh. <laughs> and they just started being fucking rude to us. You were probably the biggest event that they ever had. I know. A hundred percent. I know. And they just started being assholes and it just wasn't fun. And, you know, like the green room started leaking from the ceiling. Like it was just. (laughs) (laughs) And we got on the phone with the general manager. Dude, (laughs) exactly. Like dripping on your head. We had to close down one of the two tiny green rooms because it was dripping. We didn't know if it was sewage or what the fuck it was. And we get on the phone with like the GM and the the promoter, the guy who bring who books it, and he was just like, "Yeah, I don't know. That just like happens at venues, you know. Sometimes we were like, what? We have like <laughs> all we have all of our gear in there. We're bringing in these like world class artists like all of the time. Mm-hmm. They're already kind of slumming it in your <laughs> yeah, fucking green yeah. rooms, and now their shit is gonna get like rained on by sewage water. No, like that's not a thing that happens at venues. Don't." gaslight me yeah also i will say the last time we were there it smelled so horrible oh they had a big sewage break disgusting they had a sewage break over covid and uh it the whole place flooded with shit literally (laughs) like the first one back after covid we did a walkthrough like a week before and it literally smelled like a sewer like it we were walking into like toxic waste. I was honestly, oh I was surprised it wasn't worse though. We had discussed this beforehand and you let me know what happened. And I was like, this is not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. And then sweaty and packed in there. But yes, like yeah. nobody wants any sewage. Also like everyone had been trapped inside for like two years. So I think like, at that point it's I was fine. like, I'll eat it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'll eat the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, let's get back to the shit. Totally. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I will say I spent the first one back on the outdoor patio <laughs> yeah everybody so. was still afraid of covid then too mm, yeah but yeah it was just like popping off there so the first much. one the first one i ever went to and i'm surprised it took me a year to even hear of emo night considering i'm i think i'm pretty dialed in in the genre <laughs> but i got a notification on my phone that dashboard was doing a show at something called emo night oh my and God. i was like this is so cool and what there's a night for emo music in <laughs> la no way Obviously, I got tickets to that. And I remember being there. That was my first emo night. I still have it on my phone. I still have the video. Because it was so amazing to see you guys, like TJ and Morgan, introducing Dashboard Confessional. And I had to think to put myself in your position yeah. on the verge of losing it. I <laughs> oh, like, I, yeah. What did that I was crying like, that's for sure. That's one of your favorite bands, right? <laughs> it was the coolest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> it was it was awesome yeah it was, uh, it was amazing looking yeah. back on it it was just like such a monumental thing because it was like we were only a year in and dashboard it was like the band that got me into the genre so Same. it was it almost like that performance felt like that trl performance the dashboard unplugged one <sighs> like that's what that that's yeah, what oh that felt like that's what that emo night felt like so being able to do our own version of that was like a dream come true that was amazing he performed bitter pill 
Oh my god! Which yeah, he never does. Oh my god! And he did that at yeah, that was your cool. one year anniversary, and I was like in shock. I was like, I'm finally hearing it live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is history right here. <laughs> I really think he's only done it like one or two times. Before. Really? Yeah, wow. or maybe never before. Like, I think okay, I think I read in one of the books whether it was like nothing feels good or like one of those emo genre books he had said to the interviewer that he, i think he did it once like i think it was a florida show they were outside he did it once and he broke down and then Aww. he said i'm never gonna do this song again wow and i thought i would never hear it oh and my god that night and i heard it I that's like, like wow. um the 1975 they have that one song it's called antichrist the lead singer refuses to play it because it was just like too emotional for him i think Always. we have the video of chris playing bitter pill up on our patreon oh. so <laughs> You guys want to join our Patreon? (laughs) Watch that video. And I have the shitty version still in my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That was an amazing night. And yeah, ever since then. So that was the one year. So what was that? Six years ago, right? Because we we just did the seven year. 2015. Yeah. That was like months after I met TJ. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we met in October. (gasps) And then that was in December. Oh, so you were there. Yeah. Oh my god. And I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> also a very big dashboard fan. Amazing. So that was pretty So you met the crazy. right person <laughs> yeah. at the right time. <laughs> so I just went to the, like I said, the seven year anniversary at the Avalon. Amazing venue. It was heaven themed. Heaven. Yes. Seven is heaven. Bunch of angels there. It was so cool. I actually ended up leaving early. But I had like this weird existential crisis that night out of absolutely nowhere. And I'm like, is it just because it's heaven themed and there's angels or like, I didn't (laughs) understand what was happening, but I went up the stairs. It's kind of like a balcony area. Yeah, That's like the VIP area. Well, I went up there by myself because I was with our friends, Courtney and Paige. They had gone off to talk to state champs. And I was like, I'll just wait here for you guys. And then they didn't come back. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, I'll just walk around. And then I started walking around. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I just got really, really sad. Super oh. emo. And normally emo nights, ironically, I'm the happiest I ever yeah. am. But I then went up into that area and I sat there by myself and just watched everybody. And it was like I was I came out of my body. It was like the weirdest feeling. And I'm like, I need to go home. Oh, no. And I oh. left before anybody even performed that night. And I was so psyched to see Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. I was so excited. And then I just left. And I'm like, oh. what is wrong with me? Are you going on Friday? Yeah. I'm gonna okay, well, we'll have to make up for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, emo night is probably the only reason I still live in L.A. It's like the most <laughs> fun thing to do. I love that. <laughs> so that was the only time that I had this weird situation going on. It has. Oh. To, it had to be all the angels around me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The halos. It could be also what. people were dressed up as like Mary. Yes. And yeah. like Jesus. Yes. It was a little trippy. <laughs> yeah. Is there a theme this Friday? It is technically under the sea. Underwater. Oh, but you don't have to dress up. Just wear whatever. See, I know you guys are reality fans. Oh, and yeah. I'm supposed to be going to Charlie's from Vanderpump oh, yeah. for her birthday tonight. And it's Euphoria themed. <gasps> nice. Oh, my God. And I went out and I bought all the crazy makeup. I've got the white eyeliner. All of it. Wear your the- Euphoria outfit. Yeah. <laughs> That's emo definitely. No one will know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it is like this purple metallic-y thing. That That's yeah, great. it could be like a mermaid. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely. pretty like, oh, or like, okay. you know, like the, like a little fishy scales. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. I feel like that'd be perfect. I could just alter the makeup slightly to be yeah. like mermaid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you had mentioned, TJ, that you were starstruck with Mark Hoppus. Is there anyone else who's come through that you're just like, what is life? <laughs> Um, yeah, like a couple of like the, the first full band performances that we ever had at Emo Night, like blew my fucking mind when 
Skrillex reunited with From First to Last. That was super surreal. Mm-hmm. Under Oath played full band once. And that's like doing that in the Echoplex is like so hard because it's such a small venue and we they have their full gear on there. And also we let everybody on stage. So like <laughs> protecting the band's gear and like logistically getting everybody off. Those were, that was just really hard to do. But, you know, when those were happening, that was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Yeah. So you mentioned you, you let everyone on stage. And that was one of the things that I thought was so cool about those the early days of emo night which was just you just go up there and hang out on stage and like do whatever and I remember one time I decided to stage dive (laughs) and I had my phone in my back pocket and it fell out this is just the epitome of the people who go to emo night because this girl found my phone and she somehow crawled her way through the crowd up onto the stage found me and gave me back my my god that's so great and I'm like this is these are why I love these people here Another time I was walking and my heel, which I know better not to wear heels anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> my heel got stuck in one of those, you know, the grids by the bar so yeah. you don't slip. Oh my God, yeah. It got stuck in the little square grid, oh, no. broke off. <gasps> Some stranger, he caught me before I fell and offered me his shoes to oh. wear for the rest of the night. Oh my God, I'm gonna cry. That's, that's so that nice. Is so is sweet. Me, right? Like That's, that's awesome. And people are like, why, why I don't get it. Like, are you all just like sad there? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, we're happy. We're yeah. happy. And it's the kindest. It's just this collective and you feel at home. If these are your people, you feel like you actually found a community. Yeah. So I think it's so awesome that you built this. I say I'm proud of you as if you're my child, but <laughs> <laughs> just watching this grow from what I you know, saw at the one year to what it is now. And then you're doing the festivals now and the Vegas vacation, which was amazing. Doing people. another one. We're doing. New Orleans this year. Is that definite now? Yeah, it's definitely happening. It's going to be the end of September this year. <gasps> Exciting. Can you let us know any artists? We are announcing it without artists first. Okay. Um, I think, you know, we're really trying to focus on, I think that when we were a young lineup just was just such a thing. Like it was just like, look, here's every fucking artist. And it had like no real soul or like culture or community behind it. So we're like, let's go up without a lineup at all and like really push this as like a well thought out experience. So it's like three days and it's actually like a vacation. We're going to have like those swamp airboats. We're going to do a crawfish boil. We're going to do haunted mansion tours. Oh my God. That was one of my favorite things to ever do in New Orleans was this walking tour at night it's like a haunted tour and the history there is fascinating and we're absolutely hiring a marching band to learn emo (laughs) songs and lead everybody on a pub crawl down bourbon street (laughs) absolutely okay when we wrap this i need to know the exact date so i can book my hotel (laughs) definitely definitely so you brought up the when When we were were young guest is it are you not going then (laughs) i think we'll probably end up there but uh, i didn't buy tickets I didn't buy tickets either. I got so pissed off with the whole experience. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it's this festival in Vegas in October with Insane Acts, My Chemical Romance, Paramore, Dashboard Confession. Literally like every, every single Smith band. There. It's, it's also a gathering place of my exes and my future exes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want. I, I'm going to go. But I, don't, I didn't get tickets. Yeah. And I don't want to go to weekend two. I wanna go to, if I go, I want to go to the first weekend. So we'll see. I mean, I feel like I know enough people that. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was like my thing. A lot of like concerts, I'm just like, well, if I end up there, I end up yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see where the wind takes yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Truly. so that that is so awesome. Because I was going to ask you, is there anything upcoming for Emo Night? You guys did a cruise, didn't you? We went on the Warp Tour cruise. Okay. But there is Matt Cutchell's emo cruise that he announced as well. Yeah. Are you doing that? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Isn't it? Wait, is that the one with dashboard? That, yeah. That is the yeah. dashboard. Yeah. But you're not going to do that. No. <laughs> What's your reason well, for not doing it? I don't think that that bit that he does is funny at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> T. <laughs> T. I'm like, oh God, what's he going to say? What's he going to say? So, no, I literally told him this too. Yeah. I was like, I think that you tr- you make fun of the genre. And like our whole thing with Emo Night over the last seven years has been like trying to take it out of that like corny stuff. Right. Where it's like stereotypical emo guy with like swoopy hair and like black nail polish. We've always tried to make it cool and current and new. And like even looking at the when we were young festival flyer, it's like so shitty. It like looks like it's from fucking 2002 yeah it's terrible (laughs) it bums me out because we work so hard to like make it cool and current Mm -hmm. and then people just like do dumb corny shit do you get bummed out when you see other emo nights popping up as well or are you like uh that's fine yeah i do okay fucking sucks well how about brooklyn they're terrible (laughs) and they're moving into the echoplex are they can you believe oh my god and the echo posted a thing it was like Emo night makes its return to the Echoplex. And it's like, they've never fucking no. been there before. You're obviously just like using this as a way to sway people to make them think that it's yeah, the actual emo night people. event. Wow. Yeah. That's shitty. Yeah. Yep. I've never gone to an emo night Brooklyn. Well, we're going to go and we're going to. Don't incriminate protest, us. Protest. Oh, really? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Oh, God, it makes my blood boil. I think you should have the marching band lead your protest <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> into a black parade. <laughs> yeah. Throughout the I mean, I think it's like, uh, it's good that other parties are like places just to, because you don't want to like gate, you can't gatekeep emo. But then there's definitely like certain uh, Emo Night Brooklyn situations where it's just like a personal thing. It just pisses me off because their entire business is just built off of making people think that it's our business yeah that's shitty. <laughs> yeah like they didn't protest like they didn't like it's literally the only reason that they exist is because people like think it's ours or it's associated well, with they us spell night correctly which means it's spelled wrong well that's they changed but most theirs. people just they did no they did oh okay you most did. people just don't know the difference like well if it's spelled n-i-t-e yeah if you don't That's, see the grave, it's not the, their rave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it, I mean, we expected it. Like we didn't move out of the Echoplex for a long time because we th- just know that everybody in the music industry is fucking scumbag. And like, of course that's going to happen. Well, Avalon <laughs> is yeah. an amazing venue and I appreciate as an elder emo, like I said, I enjoy that there's seating. I enjoy that Same. there's air to breathe. I can have some space now and move around. I think it's going to usher in a new era of emo night that's going to be even better than it was before and i'm very excited to see and there's like an awesome stage there too yeah Yeah. it was so crazy when the confetti things went up i don't know if you were there still (laughs) but people a simple plan was performing and then confetti was just shooting out of the stage it was like when you you guys first came out i think fallout boy played during that song 
mm, mm-hmm. and I, I had it on video. I'm like, oh and, I, and I like posted it, and people were like, "Where are you?" <laughs> yeah. It's like the most fun night ever. It's so wild now. I used to corner TJ all the time at emo night, and I was like, "Let me DJ, let me DJ." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hearing enough dashboard. Yeah. I need to DJ. Oh my god, my and dream. Ev- right, and eventually he broke down and, <laughs> and let me do it a couple times. So I did it twice, I think, in LA, and then one time in San Diego. Oh, fun! And the San Diego was. What is it? The Casbar? Yeah. Where you guys have it? It was so packed. Yeah. It's crazy. It's there. tiny. I'd like to lodge one complaint. <laughs> sure. <laughs> when I was DJing, I could not see the crowd. You can't yeah. see anything. It'd be so cool to somehow be able to see them as you're playing the music to like yeah. get a feel for the crowd. I don't know. If, maybe you can move the DJ booth closer to the... The Casbar is so funny. It is a hot <laughs> fucking mess. I feel like oh. everyone yeah. just is making out there the whole time. It's It's a thing. It's, yeah. it's uh, even getting a drink there was oh my god it's experience. so so tiny and they don't even really have a green room like they have an office that they let you sit yeah. in <laughs> it's really really bad all right well i'm just so happy i have people here who i don't need to explain the title of my podcast to jamie all <laughs> oh yeah love a good mayday <laughs> at reference least, at least you guys would know i actually spoke with derek from mayday parade about yeah. it i was like please don't sue me <laughs> he was like no it's okay you can oh, use cool. it like, thank god he's I'm a like, sweetie do you want to come on as a guest too and he's like yeah I'm like, awesome <laughs> oh my love god that. awesome yeah <laughs> oh that's so exciting yeah so moving on to you miss erin Okay, so much less interesting. <laughs> no, no. Like, no way more interesting. You're like one of the biggest YouTubers ever. No, no you have millions of subscribers. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> but I love that. I never knew that from you. It's not like you're going oh, around yeah, like no. ta- you don't talk about it. I never would have known had I not had to do research on you, which I love the humility. <laughs> so okay. There's something called the Vlog Squad, yes. which, again, I didn't know about until looking this up. So apparently this is where David Dobrik started. Can you just I give can, me the whole yeah, history yeah, yeah. of this? I, I think there's also some misconceptions just okay. like generally around that. Cool. People think that we're like signed to a cult, which okay. is just not true. So we were all Viners, if you remember that mm-hmm. ancient app. We all, we didn't really know each other. I really only knew like Carly and then my friend Matt. And we all just so happened to move to California. And then because of like the internet, we're brought together. So we all became like really good friends. And then we were just like making videos on Vine. And then we started making YouTube videos. The fans and people who are watching our YouTube videos then dubbed us as the vlog squad. That was never like a name that we put out into the universe. Like honestly, like when we first heard it, we were like, this is so cheesy please don't call us that (laughs) but it just stuck and then that's what happened so how did you all get together then well so I had met Carly we became friends via the internet and then that's kind of how like everyone else became friends and within Vine a lot of people would do like collab Vines so we would meet up in small groups and then get to know people that way and then we just kind of formed like our own little pod of people okay from all over literally not a single one of us is from california (laughs) where are you from i'm from massachusetts go red Sox. yes (laughs) go mass holes (laughs) yeah that's what we say (laughs) did you just carry over from vine to youtube and right away youtube was successful no it so carly and i first started so david was the first person technically to post like a vlog but carly and i were posting videos on youtube that where we actually like interviewed viners and it was like a cute little like comedy not scripted but we kind of like pre-planned stuff and we just played these like super narcissistic characters we would like have 
uh, Viner come in the car. We called it Vining and Driving and we would interview them before James Corden was interviewing in cars. (laughs) And so we were doing that for a little bit, but then Vine died. And then we really liked making videos together. So we were like, oh, well, we could do vlog YouTube videos. So when David started, Carly and I had then transitioned and then slowly and gradually, like everyone else in the group started doing it as well. I think it became so fun for fans to kind of bounce around from people's videos. So it was definitely like, especially for me and Carly, like a slower build. And then once you start having the whole friend group in the videos, everybody just wants to see you all together. So it was really fun. But I think we passed a million in like 2018. That was really cool. That was crazy. So when you met Erin, did you, were you already familiar with her YouTube stuff? No, I don't. She wasn't doing YouTube yeah, we, really. She had like vining and driving yeah, going. Okay. Um, like I still had a nine to five job. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Erin had like 9,000 Instagram followers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe less. Uh, but she definitely had like her vine following already. Yeah. But I, I had no idea what it was or anything. Okay. I love the story of how you guys met too on the whole Bumble thing. Yeah. Who wants to tell it? TJ can. He's much better a storyteller. <laughs> so there was a picture of me and Morgan with the guys from All Time Low and we're on stage uh, with like our arms around each other. And then Aaron's just like in the background, like dancing on the stage. Yeah. It was like, I think it was my first emo night. I don't and, even remember. Uh, my first or second. It was on my Bumble profile. And she was like, <laughs> it was she, his main Bumble photo. So she you. had to open the conversation because the girls talk first on Bumble. Right, so yep. she was like, I can't believe you're using my picture to pick up girls. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I'm literally the head between like you and Jack Barracat. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> it was really funny. And so right. Like so crazy. You could do like a commercial for Bumble. Like, we have. Shut we up. Did. Yeah. <laughs> I've done like, a, yeah, I've done like a few things for and are with them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Right before the pandemic, we were like heavily working with them and they were going to like maybe do stuff for the wedding, but then shit hit the fan. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like you're such a success story. Truly. We did like a couple of video ads and they were on TikTok and uh, Instagram stories. Yeah. I did not come across this in my research. (laughs) Thank God. Now I I need to find it. Well, now it's exciting info for you that you didn't know. <laughs> I still have more YouTube questions. Sure, yeah. I'm watching your videos and I'm like, this seems so Oh my God, fun. I'm so sorry. No, it was like, <laughs> it, I couldn't stop, Erin. I oh was my just gosh. like, I'm fascinated by all of these videos. And I'm just like. How like, far back were you? Were you watching like recent ones or older? There was one about, well, one was with the two of you. It wasn't actually yeah. yours. It was about your cat. <laughs> Whitey? About Whitey? It was all about Whitey. Oh, my God. What? Um, Were we, like, dressing her in costumes or something? I wish. Okay. Well, those no. exist. There's a few of those. I think you were just telling the story of how you got her. Oh, okay. But the ones of yours that I was fascinated with were, like, you were going to McDonald's, like, stuff in the car. Yeah. Like you had mentioned. Trying different drinks from Starbucks. Yeah. That's, like, our thing. We love a Starbucks video i love this like i want to do one where it's like i take my friends to like vegan or (gasps) fast food places that have vegan stuff on the menu but not tell them it's vegan Mm -hmm. and like have them taste test it see if like they can tell or see if they like it or whatever like carnivores yes Mm -hmm. we actually just tried the kfc like vegan was it gross yeah and like i'm i'll eat vegan stuff i mean you know (laughs) (laughs) rave sugar taco they were really hot it just tasted like cardboard. I think they're the Beyond Meat ones. And mm-hmm. I don't oh, like, okay. I don't like the Beyond Chicken. I tried because mm. you could buy it for at home too. Good. 
I don't like it. But also, I think it's a great step forward for that KFC is doing this. And totally. I know there's a lot of vegans that are like, don't support them because of all the animal exploitation that they've done over the years. I take the stance where I'm like, nope, it's progress. Like, yeah. totally. Fine. I totally agree. Vegans still won't eat it because it's still cooked in the same right. oil that the chicken is cooked yep. in as oh, well. Oh, yeah, that's what they said. They were saying like the McPlant is coming soon, mm-hmm. but they were, it's the same issue. It's like the same grill. That's so annoying oh. because in, I know in the UK... It's certified vegan, which is awesome. It's like, if you're going to do it, do it all the way. Mm-hmm. Like, do it so vegans can eat it as well. The way that they're doing it here in the States is like, well, no, it's it's just for the meat eaters. But Who want if a they veggie don't option. want to have it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's not that hard to use vegan mayo instead of regular mayo. Yeah. Like vegan cheese instead of, it's so easy. And just have a separate cooking surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just take it that one. Get a George step. Foreman in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just got an air fryer. Do you guys have one? Yeah. yeah. It's life changing. It's so nice. I've gone through like phases with it where I'll use it a lot. Uh huh. Um, but then I go back to my instant pot too. I really like the instant yeah, but pot a lot. We love the air fryer for the taquitos. Yeah. That's quick, like quick, like frozen. Yeah. Heat. Yeah. I think mine is an instapot combo. Ooh, oh, nice. So I have yet to try out anything in the. Is it instant pot or instant yes. pot? Instant pot. My friend who is uh, vegan gave us the instant pot as a wedding gift. And she also sent me her mashed potato recipe. Oh and it's God. bomb. I'll, oh, so good. I'll send, send it your that way. to me. Yeah. Yay. Really yummy. TJ's the cook. I don't touch anything in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I either saw or heard you doing grilled cheeses. In oh, research. I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. I made a grilled cheese. I can do that. Okay. <laughs> and you used mayo. Instead yes. of butter, which I discussed in my first episode on this with Sheena, because she was talking about how Courtney does something weird with, oh, she puts peanut butter in her grilled cheeses. Mm. And I'm like, that's weird. What? But did you ever hear that you could use mayo instead of butter? Sheena and Brett were like, no, oh my God, it's weird. It's Incredible. So, good. so it really, so it does work. Cause I've never tried it. Oh honestly. my God. It's game changing. It's so good. Nice and crispy on the outside. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. And it gives it such a, like a better flavor than just yeah. butter. Oh my God. I know. Oh, they have, all right to set the scene we're, <laughs> we're in their house in their studio room where i guess you do all your podcasting yeah. from so cute in here they have a dog named paris who looks exactly like my dog harley so it's really trippy <laughs> to watch tj cuddling <laughs> my dog harley i know <laughs> paris is just sleeping on yeah me. she seems to have a much better temperament than my dog though. oh she's very sweet so you guys were supposed to come on a couple weeks ago oh yeah and uh, i wouldn't blast this unless i already saw oh. that you already did mm-hmm. on yeah <laughs> so how was covid it was like totally fine it was our first time getting it yeah okay. and it was literally just like a cold but then we just like had congestion for like five yeah. days never a fever or okay chills or anything like foggy maybe like didn't lose my taste yeah good good yeah pretty was, a little tired for like okay. two days but then yeah it was like what fine did you, what did you do while you were quarantining oh my god i lost my mind just kept working i don't know it yeah was fine it was literally like the same <laughs> it's yeah because like we felt fine and i was like i just want to like go to starbucks but i want to like yeah, go the mental do aspect of it yeah like you can't do it so it's all your thing oh my god about. yeah did you binge any tv shows or get into any new tv oh always we love TV. Yeah. <laughs> like we've watched like every show. Yeah, we just we watched um Dope Sick, which is really good. That one was okay. great. Is that HBO? It's on it's Hulu. On Hulu. Yeah. It's a Hulu original. Okay. It was really good. It's about the opioid epidemic. It's uh, very I've good. I've seen I've seen like the trailer for that. I think it just yeah. won some awards too. As it should. Yeah. I'll it check was it out. It's really good. It's like pretty sad and depressing and like 
makes you really angry, but Mm -hmm. worth the watch for sure. I also started Downton Abbey. Oh, good for you. <laughs> I, I'm so, I was so sad when that finished. I was a late adapter to that one. You're an extremely late yeah. adapter for that one. But <laughs> well, because it was only ever available on Showtime and I was like too poor to do that. Was it Showtime? I don't or like HBO or something. Okay. And I just like couldn't afford it. And now it's on Netflix. So it's yeah, just free. Maybe I'll watch it again. Have you watched um, Versailles? No. Okay. When you're done with Downton Abbey, do Versailles. It's amazing okay and then by the time you're done with that there will be a couple episodes stacked up of the gilded age oh i've been hearing about that if you like downtown abbey it's like around the same era but it's in new york city (gasps) it's fascinating okay it's like my new favorite show but it's annoying with hbo because you can't binge you have to wait every (sighs) week so now they're on like episode two so i would suggest giving it a little bit so you have a good chunk to watch it once i'll finish downton and then yes i'll watch the gilded age i just don't like the accents he oh my god (laughs) oh in in like downton abbey yeah well like you you won't get the accent in the gilded age there's probably no accents right right? because they're like new york new york York, but not really yeah the one guy who works on the staff they have the same thing like the downton abbey situation where the staff is on the lower level yeah so one guy from down there has an accent but but the rest do not. Oh. Which yep. I would assume back then in like the late 1800s, the New York accent probably wasn't the way that it is now. No, anyway. definitely right. not. If we put on a show, he'll like read the description and if we put it on and they're like, hello, welcome to this, he immediately turns it off. He can't do a British. We tried watching normal people and he was like, nope, Peaky Blinders, nope. Absolutely, Peaky Blinders was <laughs> I the tried worst. That with you. I it's do really it. hard. I yeah. couldn't do that no, It's too, also just too like dirty. Like the coloring is like... <laughs> <laughs> the coloring makes me feel gross. Really <laughs> it's like true. so dusty. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's charming. <laughs> I love a good accent and I will eat that shit up. Well, I know you guys got to get going. You're super busy and I'm sad because I have so much more to talk to you oh about. So I feel like I'm going to have to bring you back at some other point. Absolutely. Because I did want to get into your beautiful wedding, but I think we're going to have to save that. I would love to just discuss what you guys are working on and where people can find you. And then I really hope that you'll come back for part two of this. Absolutely. For sure. Because there's so much more to discuss. I know. <laughs> I could talk to you all day. Yeah, I wish we could keep going. I know. I have to go do, did you know I'm on OnlyFans? No. Yeah, I'm going to do a shoot. What kind of shoot, Erin? A little sexy lingerie <laughs> shoot. Nothing I, crazy. I don't believe this. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. When we did just you started start doing this? in January. January. How's it going? Amazingly. So it's so fun. It's like really empowering, I would say. Yeah. A few of my co-investors at Sugar Taco do it. Oh, oh my god. Another girl I know in Florida, it's the only thing she does. And she makes half a million a year only on I'm like, is it Larsa Pippen? (laughs) (laughs) It's not her. Because she does. (laughs) Actually, I didn't know she was on it because I'm not watching the Miami Housewives. But then I saw her on Watch Watch What Happens last night. And she mentioned Oh my God, when she said she made $200,000 in like a week off of one person, I was shook. Right. So your podcast, yes, which could be confused with OnlyFans, yes. it's called Only Friends. Yes. Did you take that name as kind of like a play on words of OnlyFans? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And because everyone thinks that me, and so Carly, she's my YouTube channel partner, everyone still to this day thinks that we are in a relationship with one another, really? even though we've posted like videos of me and TJ getting married and getting <laughs> engaged. And like literally all of the comments in our wedding video were, I wait, thought I thought you were together. <laughs> yeah, we did a play on OnlyFans and then 
also named just it saying. only friends we're because only we're friends. just friends. We're not anything more than that. That's amazing. So how's it going? Good. It's so fun. I feel like we'd, we've been doing YouTube for like almost seven years now. And I think that we just needed something that was a little different. And like we've really just grown individually and together. And like YouTube is just like not really where we are at right Mm -hmm. now and so the podcast is just just like a new venture that's really fun and exciting I love it's always fun to do new stuff yeah absolutely where can people find you on OnlyFans do they look up Aaron Guilfoy or do you have a fancy name on there oh no it's just Aaron Guilfoy you can also go to AaronFans.com we bought that URL because you can't like post the OnlyFans URLs on Insta Okay. So we set that one up oh, to forward. My post got removed when I yeah. <laughs> when I originally posted it on Instagram. <laughs> I always see like link in bio. Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah, we do. So it's in like my Instagram profile. So if you just like find me on Instagram at Erin Gilfoy, then you can find me there. Amazing. But we're doing it so that we can buy property finally in Palm Springs. And uh, <laughs> hopefully I can help you yeah. find a house this time. <laughs> yeah. And TJ, what's going on with Emo Night? We've got the one coming up tomorrow night at Avalon going around the country again yeah we have a bunch of tour dates all the time i think we have like four or five shows this weekend as well um different places like chicago memphis minneapolis uh we have a whole bunch so emo night.com it's emo n-i-t-e and uh you can find us find all the tour dates there we're also on instagram at emo night la and twitter and patreon and what are your personal instagrams aaron gilfoy tj petraca on our way out i want you each to give me your favorite song of all time <gasps> My favorite song oh my of all time. Oh God. <laughs> or one that's maybe in the top five. It doesn't have to have the number one spot. That's hard. Oh, boy. I always say The Boys of Summer. Oh, that is your Which favorite version? song. I mean, I like them both. But, you know, I'm, I grew up listening to the Eagles and stuff. So okay. I think the Don Henley version is better. But the Atari's one is great, too. And what about you, Aaron? Oh, my God. I'm going to say... Antichrist by the 1975. <laughs> there you go. It's a really good song. Thank <laughs> you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. To be continued. Yes. All right. I had so much fun doing that interview with Aaron and TJ. I can't wait to have Aaron back again because there's just so much we didn't get into this time around. And I actually had questions from her vlog squad fans. So I need to have her back and get into all of that tea. So let's do listener of the week, 1010. And this is from against all SMS boys. Uh, What is that? What's an SMS boy? Is that someone who doesn't have an iPhone? (laughs) Is that someone who's green? Let me know. I'm so curious. Whoever you are, please reach out and let me know. But thank you so much for this review. It was heartwarming. And it goes like this. In a world oversaturated with podcasts, I wasn't sure if I had time to commit to another one, but now I wish this was a daily podcast. Jamie is a natural and her light shines in this podcast. Way to make your mark. That is so sweet. And that gives me a little bit of a push because there's been things that come up during the week and I'm just like, I need to talk to my friends. I need to get this off my chest or I want to see how they all feel about it. I just have these little bonus episodes that I would love to do. I think in the future, you can definitely expect more than one a week. But for now, I need to get the editing down. If I'm going to continue doing it myself, I just need to get better at it, get more experienced at it. Do your dogs do this? I think this is a, a small dog thing where they will take their food and they'll fill up their mouth with, with as much kibble as they possibly can and then run off to another section of the house, dump it all out, and then eat it one by one. 
I don't know why he does this, but if you hear him scurrying back and forth, that's what he's currently doing. Here he comes. <laughs> it's Sunday night, so I'm just going to, I'm not going to record this again. <laughs> We're just going to keep his little pitter patter. As for TJ's mashed potato recipe, I am going to post it on the Jamie All Over podcast page. If anyone wants it, it's super easy. I bought some potatoes and I'm about to make it myself tonight. And it looks like it takes about five minutes in an instant pot. So that's awesome. I have an exciting and somewhat scary announcement to make. I am working on two live shows. One is going to be potentially in Las Vegas during weekend one of the when we were young festival it'll be the first night which is friday october 21st the festival doesn't actually start until saturday so for anyone who's in town and wants to see some of those bands get interviewed and hang out afterwards i am in collaboration with someone to join parties join events we're gonna have a fun time so we're just working out all the venue details now I'm putting it out there, and I know I shouldn't talk about things unless they're 100% confirmed, but what I've kind of learned this year, or kind of like towards the end of last year to this year, is like, just do it, you know? Just like, you're not going to be fully ready for anything. Nothing's going to be perfect. Just do it. And I'm very optimistic that we can make it happen. Let me know if you're interested in coming. Let me know if you're going to be in Vegas for that festival. Let me know what bands you want to hear interviewed. I would love to get your opinion on it. I would love to have the audience be interactive and ask questions, bring you up onto stage as well. Like, let's have a fun time together. And the second show I'm working on is actually a new idea that I had when TJ let us all know that they're having... A festival in September in New Orleans. And I said, well, that would be also a great opportunity to do a live podcast there. Those are two things we're working on right now, and I will keep you posted. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous, but we're excited. And I would definitely love to hear your feedback on both of those things. So the intro song, if you didn't guess, was Aaron's Choice, which was the 1975's Antichrist. And I'm not very familiar. I've never heard that song before. I'm not very familiar with the band. I know their hits, but I don't know all that much about them. So I did look up the song and I looked up the lyrics and there was one lyric that struck me and I thought it was really, really cool. It goes, the blood is on your tongue as well as your hands. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's deep because that's, you know, you're, you're basically saying that words hurt as much as something physical. So that was pretty good. And that made me think, well, I need to maybe look into some of their other songs as well. As for our outro song, I know TJ said he likes the Don Henley version better. And I do want to respect that. But he also said that the Atari's version is really good too. Being that we talked a lot of emo in this episode, I feel like I have to go out with an emo song. And both their song choices actually surprised me. I thought I'd be playing The Used or My Chemical Romance in this episode or something like that. So it's a bit of a surprise and I am going to play both of their choices, but we're going to go with the Atari's version of Boys of Summer. Hope you all have a great week and I'll talk to you on Valentine's Day when we come back. I just realized that two years ago, I spent it at a dashboard confessional show in Los Angeles. And a year ago, in the beginning of February, I got to interview Chris Caraba of Dashboard Confessional. So it's only fitting that I make this somewhat of a Valentine's Day tradition. And my guest next week 
is going to be Chris Camrata, the other Chris in Dashboard Confessional. He's the drummer. So he will be my Valentine's Day episode, hopefully, if he doesn't get the curse of this podcast where I ask guests on and then they get COVID the next week. <laughs> then we have to shuffle around. But I'm also interviewing Marissa Underwood, who was Miss Montana. She's vegan and we're going to talk all things cruelty-free beauty. She and I have been Instagram friends for a while now trying to figure out a way to do something together. So I'm so excited to have her on. If you guys have any questions about makeup products, skincare products, send them in and we will go over it on her episode. Take care.